Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what, that was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races, touchdown! Oh, he's done it again! Now here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. Start or sit for mostly the NFC home games. Caught a little bit of an audible today. We got the Friday and the Saturday games and the rest of the NFC slate. And most of those Friday, Saturday games are, of course, NFC home games. You don't really care. It's start or sit. It's the first one of two. We'll talk about players we love. We'll talk about players we don't like. We got some good rankings disputes today. Mike Davis, Nelson Aguilar among them. Let's see who else we got. DJ Moore, Tyler Lockett. Uh, Looking forward to getting into those. Adam Azer, Jamie Eisenberg, Heath Cummings, Ben Schrager will probably pop on here or there. And this episode is sponsored by Express. Express is all new and all about you with a fresh assortment of casual, versatile, and super comfortable styles. Find out more about Express later in the show. What's up, Heath? You ready for week 16? I am fired up and ready for week 16, Adam. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Jamie, how about you? Yeah, week 16. Can't wait. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, all oh, right. wait, wait, wait. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get too many complaints about me mumbling. I'm sorry. Week 16. Yay! Let's go. go. I heard that. I got that. All right, guys. Um, Heath, I wanted to start out. You you think did, did you say you think wide receiver stinks this week? Um I don't like wide receiver at all this week. No. I'm not a fan of the position at all. There are maybe like 17 wide receivers that I really feel pretty good about. And then there's a big jumbled mess. And there's like, in fairness to the position, there are like 45 wide receiver threes. So that's nice. That's good. Um, But not enough guys to fill out my top 24 for sure. So who's nervous about DK Metcalf? Do you guys have DK Metcalf in any lineups? And he had uh in the first meeting against the Rams, two catches for 28 yards on four targets. Anybody considering sitting him? No. I mean, you can't consider sitting him if you have Brandon Ayuk. I'm trying to think of somebody else. Jarvis Landry. I like Landry better. Um, I would actually start Marvin Jones over him. And Marvin Jones, you can consider those three, sure. Are you doing that with the assumption that Stafford is playing? Yes. I mean, yeah. at this point, Stafford is playing, so... Okay, but if he doesn't, that, right, we should probably just assume that he is. I haven't seen any indication that he's not playing. Now, he may not finish the game, but at least he's going to start the game. I just want to stay on this for a second. Amari Cooper, week one, 10 catches for 81 yards. Very good. Stefan Diggs, week three, four catches, 49 yards, and a touchdown. So, I guess saved his bacon there. McLaurin, three catches for 26 yards. Uh, Allen Robinson, four for 70. Uh, DK Metcalf, two for 28. DeAndre Hopkins, eight for 52 and a touchdown on 13 targets. Kind of scary. I don't know. Where do you have Metcalf ranked? These are, by the way, these are, by the way, uh, the stud wide receivers against the Rams, in case people didn't figure that out. 
Uh, sorry, Jamie, what'd you say? Uh, 13. Yeah, he's right around top 12. Okay. I see Deontay Johnson ahead of him for Heath. Jamie, how about that? Deontay Johnson or DK Metcalf? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can certainly buy that. Uh, I don't have that ranked that way, but uh, that may change before the end of the day. All right. In PPR. Not non-PPR, he's going to stay where he is. He's Like I said, just, just outside my top 12. He may fall a little bit in PPR. We'll I'm find not out. Do that I like that. Okay. All right. And uh, we'll find out later why one of these two has Tyler Lockett in his top 20 and the other does not have him in his top 30. Tell me what you think of the stat of the day. I was looking at Ryan Tannehill and facing the Packers and how much is he going to throw. So I said, I wonder what his fantasy points per pass attempt are. So I looked at the top 10 quarterbacks uh, in total fantasy points and compared their points per attempt. Lamar Jackson, who I think is QB 10, he's all the way at the bottom. He's way at the top in terms of fantasy points per pass attempt. Makes sense because he doesn't throw much and he runs a ton. He's .98 points per pass attempt. Rodgers, .86. Murray, .83, runs a ton. Tannehill, .83 as well. A little bit, you know, you look go to decimals, a little bit behind Kyler Murray. That's followed by Wilson, then Watson, then Mahomes. He's seventh. Then Josh Allen. Justin Herbert and Tom Brady are way behind the pack. They are, like, much worse than the others in terms of fantasy points per pass attempt. But Tannehill stood out, Heath. He's basically, other than Jackson and Murray, the Russian guys, he's the second most efficient quarterback in fantasy points per pass attempt behind only Aaron Rodgers, and those two are squaring off. Yeah, I mean, we've said it a lot this year. He was the second best quarterback in fantasy after he took over last year. He's been a top six or seven guy so far this season, and now he's in a spot where he's going to, like, I think you just keep ranking him in the top 12, and if you have Ryan Tannehill, you're almost certainly starting him. Is he going to throw it a lot in this? What do you guys think about uh, Green Bay, Tennessee, one of the more intriguing games on the schedule? I mean, if you go back to the Cleveland game, which I think is a fair guesstimate for what Tannehill will do because they were down early in that game and, and they were chasing points the entire game, I think he threw the ball, I'm going to tell you one second, uh, 45 times in that game. I don't see that happening. Well, like I think the, the, <laughs> the question is... Yeah, how many sixty-yard touchdown runs does Derrick Henry have in the first half? So I, I try to map this out. Um, pass attempts when they've allowed twenty-seven or more points. So that's what this is. What's so interesting about Tennessee? Even when they give up a lot of points, they still run the ball. Seven games they've given up twenty-seven or more points, and he's thrown thirty or more passes in five of those seven games. That's a great number for Tannehill, and I think I'm going to get a lot of Tannehill questions. It's going to be Tannehill or Jalen Hurts, Tom Brady. Got we always get Tannehill questions. Um, but they've given up 27 or more points seven times. He's thrown 30 or more passes in five of those games. He's only had two games with, uh, well, he's had three games with 37 or more. So he doesn't always air it out, but you get 30, pa- this is what I'm saying. You get 30 passes from Ryan Tannehill. You give him his points per fantasy, you give him his uh, points per attempt. That's 25 points uh, right there. That, that, that part of the math doesn't work. Because part of the reason that he has such a high point for fantasy attempt is because he has these A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, 70-yard touchdown plays. And the games that he has those plays, he has low pass attempts and high fantasy points. His point per pass attempt in games where he throws 30-plus passes would be much worse than his points per pass attempt in games when he throws 25 passes. Okay. Because part of the reason he's throwing 25 passes is monster plays. You you walk in knowing that there's a floor of 20 fantasy points because that's basically what he gives you. Yep. Yeah. Right. And so it's where's the ceiling? Is the ceiling anywhere close to the 30 plus points? And so I think he has that in this game because of the potential of volume. 
Okay. But the problem with that is, is that even though they may be chasing points in this game, the weakness for the Packers is their run defense. Yeah. So they still may run, even though they're down. And I'm sure Arthur Smith, the offense coordinator for the Titans, who should be a head coaching candidate, is probably looking at it saying, how do I slow down Aaron Rodgers? I'm sure Mike Vrabel is saying that. How do we slow down Aaron Rodgers? How do we do what they do, which is dominate time of possession? Well, you have the best running back in football right now. See if he could dominate time of possession. Yeah, no team has seen fewer plays on defense than the Packers. That's the other part of that. All right, uh, no Twitch today. It's Christmas Eve. Hey, happy holidays, everyone. Merry Christmas. I don't think I'm going to be on the show tomorrow. I think it's going to be a Dave and Jamie production. So if I don't speak to you then, Merry Christmas, everybody. And if you're looking for a leg up on your bookmaker, we've got you covered on the Early Edge podcast powered by Sportsline. Every day you can join Jonathan Coachman and an expert crew of Sportsline handicappers to break down the biggest games of the day. Every episode is 10 minutes or shorter, and it's in your feed by 11 a.m. If there's a sharp side of the action, you'll be armed with it. And go check out the Early Edge podcast wherever you listen to fantasy football today. Jamie, championship week. Who's our start of the week? David Johnson, just like I thought when the season started, when we got to the championship week, we'd be going with the Houston Texans running back. So um, love the fact that he was so involved in the passing game last week. Love the fact that he's taking on the Bengals. And love the fact that Duke Johnson didn't practice again on Wednesday. So he's dealing with a neck injury. So I think all those things kind of factor in. But it's a great spot for David Johnson, who you know has been a very good Fantasy running back when healthy. Not a great one at times this season. But I think as we saw uh, last week, if they can throw him the ball again, and there's two of three games without Will Fuller where a Texans running back has at least six catches. So if he can be anywhere close to that against the Bengals, who have struggled with running backs all season, but certainly lately, I think there's a great opportunity for David Johnson to be a top 10 running back this week. Okay. Are you going to change your outlook if Duke Johnson ends up playing? I will not remove him from start of the week, but I will lower him a couple spots in the rankings. Right now, he is uh, pending Ezekiel Elliott's return to practice and Tony Pollard getting dropped down a few spots. Uh, He will be in the top 10 still. Are there any waiver wire running backs that you are starting ahead of him, including Le'Veon Bell, Tony Pollard, Savon Ahmed, uh, Daryl Henderson? No. The only one that I would consider if he's still qualifies as a waiver wire running back would be Leonard Fournette if in fact Duke Johnson does play uh, but I think I would still keep Duke John- David Johnson ahead of him in my rankings okay and the, the week has not gone well for the waiver wire running backs Miles Gaskin is going to play and Ezekiel Elliott is trending in that direction as well well Jeff Wilson is oh yeah oh all right so so you wouldn't start Wilson over Duke over David Johnson I would not okay Heath uh, who do you love this week huh you know it's funny i was just sitting here i didn't know who the start of the week was i was learning it and i was thinking about all these questions i was listening attentively it never even crossed my mind that you might ask me who i love no which is and i didn't give you enough time to prepare this morning either you know i was early yeah right um i i would (laughs) say that i love marvin jones okay uh i i've got him as a uh, top 10 wide receiver we do expect Matthew Stafford to play Jones targets have been out of this world and he does have a stinker or two and there's a little bit of a a risk in terms of floor but at least 12 targets in three of his past four games he may have like the second or third most targets in football since week 10 10 6 12 12 8 12 in those games 
And uh, for the most part, he's been fantastic, including last week when he scored 27 fantasy points. Ooh, do you want me to pour some cold water here? Um, he's had 8 to 12 targets in five of his last six games. So I looked at all the wide receivers that had exactly 8 to 12 targets against Tampa Bay. There have been nine of them. You know, I'm, like this is so Azer stat. How many uh, of them were with Carlton Davis not on the field? Well, he's practiced, didn't he? He was limited. He did not practice yesterday. He did not practice? Well, that would no, change things. groin injury. I thought he was limited. Um, so... There have been nine wide receivers with eight to twelve targets. They've been they've been fine. They've scored 19, 10, 14, 12, 21, 15, 10, 7, and 17 fantasy points. So four of them had 12 or fewer fantasy points. I mean, just <laughs> last like three days ago or something, Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage combined for like 50 fantasy points. Yeah. They did. No, it's just interesting because... Tyreek Hill had 270 yards against this defense. Yeah, he's not Tyreek Hill. Robert Woods and Cooper Cup combined for 275 yards against this defense. Okay, so you're not worried about the matchup. I, I am not particularly worried about the matchup. No. Okay, good. Uh, and uh, who do we who are we sitting? Who wants to go first? <laughs> who are we sitting this week? Player to avoid? I'm, I'm scared of Chris Godwin. Um, I don't know. I, I think I'm probably starting him against Jamie in one of our leagues uh, because I'm not getting Christian McCaffrey back, which is sad. I'm going to go in second place. But um, <laughs> his target share, 11.8% over the past two weeks. He's been a low-end number three wide receiver since Antonio Brown joined the Buccaneers. And there's like he might score a touchdown. The Buccaneers are going to score a lot of touchdowns against the Detroit Lions. That's the one thing that might keep him in my lineup. But the volume's just not there. They're spreading it around. A, a fifth of the targets go to running backs, whether it's LaShawn McCoy or Leonard Fournette. Mike Evans and Antonio Brown are leading the team in targets. And then you've got the tight ends taking up a fifth as well. Godwin's the odd man out right now. I co-sign you sitting Chris Godwin this week. <laughs> You're not sharing the same sentiment? I mean, I would never bench a, a Tampa Bay wide receiver against the secondary. So, yes, the target share is bad. Uh, but he said there there's so much touchdown potential for him in this game that he could score twice. <laughs> you know, so uh, you know he may not get double digits in targets, but I think we'll probably still see him in around six or seven. And so I don't know if you need much more than that against Detroit. Hey, would you guys? I know Heath would start Marvin Jones over Chris Godwin. How about you, Jamie? Oh, I would. I think you Chris would. Godwin's in. I, I think Marvin Jones gives me he's in a better spot. But I, I just look at it that this. Detroit secondary is such a mess <laughs> and this defense is such a mess that with the way Brady's playing right now, all of his receivers are in play. Like I have uh, Antonio Brown just outside my top 24. I think all three of those guys are worth starting. Okay. So who do you want to sit this week then? I'm nervous about Kareem Hunt uh, and it has nothing to do with necessarily the Jets run defense, which they just lost Quinton Williams for the rest of the season. It's more about how game flow goes and game script for him. Um, they've won three of their last four games. And in three of those last four games, Kareem Hunt has been bad because they've won. And in the game that they lost against Baltimore, he was fantastic. And so it's a pretty easy pattern to follow that when he, when they're winning, he's just not as much part of what they do. And so in those three victories, he's got one touchdown, only seven catches on nine targets in the game that they lost. He was awesome against Baltimore. So I just don't see him having a huge role unless they just decide to give him some opportunities in garbage time. But we saw the last time they were in garbage time against the Giants, it was Dearness Johnson getting the opportunity to help kill the clock. So 
it could be a bad game flow for, for a team that's 10 point favorites against a Jets team that I know they won last week. So you have to <laughs> factor that in. Will they surprise you again? I just don't anticipate Kareem Hunt having a huge role. He could score. He could obviously do something that you would regret sitting him. And I'm not, you know, saying he's not right sit, but I just don't love the setup for him if they're going to win this game and win this game by double digit points. It would be pretty funny if Jacksonville won this week and the Jets also won. So oh, uh, um, according to our, our source in Jacksonville, the, 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 the phones were ringing off the hook for season tickets already. That's how <laughs> they are about the opportunity to get Trevor Lawrence. They, they come way too close to winning games, though, so they, be, they better stop that. Uh, so anyway. Well, uh, our, our, our buddy, um, well, you can probably guess who it is. Uh, go ahead, drink. Mm-hmm. Um, said that they should not play James Robinson because he gives them too much yeah. of a chance to win. <laughs> I know. Or Minshew, I guess. Uh, would you start um, Jeff Wilson over Kareem Hunt? I would, yes, even in PPR. How about how about Chris Godwin or Kareem Hunt? Guys, who do you like better? I like Chris Godwin better. Um, Godwin in PPR for sure. All right, let's go to our news and notes here. We got a lot of them. Jacksonville hasn't decided on a starting quarterback. Here's your quarterback news. Derek Carr practiced in full. Are you guys ranking Carr or Mariota? Carr. Anytime somebody practices in full, we rank them. Okay. Do you like Derek Carr against Miami? Uh, I do not. I mean, the Dolphins secondary has been fantastic all season. Certainly lately, the only quarterback to get over 20 points against them was Mahomes. And we saw he threw three interceptions and had 21 fantasy points. So um, a banged up car, like this is the risk you run in a two quarterback or super flex league is that while he's practicing in full, is he a hundred percent? And do you run the risk of like we saw with Stafford last week, where if the game is out of hand, they pull him or he, you know, pulls up lame with his, Injury, so it's it's a risk to trust him in those formats. Um, but and, and but certainly correct me if I'm him. wrong. Stafford never practiced in full last week, right? He no, per- but he didn't. But we know he's dealing with an injury. Yeah, is what I'm saying. Yeah, but the practicing in full is is encouraging. Uh, encouraging. Yeah. Okay. Let let me let's fly through these. Ready? Who's going to start at quarterback for Washington? Dwayne Haskins. Okay. Matthew Stafford's questionable, but we expect him to play. Daniel Jones is going to start. Running back news. James Conner expected to play. Um, Conner or Kareem Hunt? Hunt. Uh, Hunt. Hunt over Steelers running back. Ezekiel Elliott thinks he will play. And does that mean they're both sits? Uh, Probably, but Pollard I would prefer over Zeke. They will both be outside of my top 25 if Elliott's active. Christian McCaffrey mispracticed. Miles Gaskin is off the COVID list. James Robinson could play this week. Antonio Gibson was limited in practice, so he hasn't been ruled out yet. Still not ranking him. Chase Edmonds mispracticed. He was missing practice last week as well, and he ended up playing. Um, Damian Harris practiced for New England, and they've got the Monday night game against Buffalo. Keenan Allen mispracticed right now. Uh, we don't know if Keenan Allen is going to play. We'll have to check on that, and I assume that would have an impact on Justin Herbert's ranking. Uh, that game will be previewed tomorrow. Traquan Smith mispracticed. They got the Friday game. Juju says he's not going to dance on the opponent's logo anymore. Well, he's got a home game, so let's see if he dances at midfield before this game against the Colts. Stefan Diggs practice. He's looking good. John, did John Brown actually make it to practice? I know he was scheduled to practice. I didn't see. I'll check. Oh, they have the Monday game, actually, so maybe they... They'll practice tomorrow or today in full. Okay. Uh, Julio Jones, mispractice, not expecting him. Tyreek Hill, yes, we're expecting him, not Galladay. And Heath, what, are you ranking Parker and Gasicki right now? 
We are not yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if that changes by the end of the day. Okay. Uh, defensive stuff. We've got Bradley Chubb injured for for Denver. Um, they're at the Chargers. DeForest Buckner dealing with an ankle injury for the Colts. I think he played through it last week, though. Quinnen Williams out for the season, as Jamie mentions. Jets' top defensive player, defensive lineman anyway. Uh, Marcus Peters questionable. They're, he's trending in the right direction. Dallas, already a bad defense. They're going to be without at least three starters on defense, possibly five. Leighton Van Der Esch is not going to play. So uh, better news for Miles Sanders. Looking forward to talking about him. But Darius Slay in that same game. Darius Slay is expected to play. That could be a problem for Amari Cooper. We'll find out. Um, Tampa Bay, yeah. Okay, so both safety Antoine Winfield and Carlton Davis mispracticed for Tampa Bay yesterday. I thought Winfield did return, no? Uh, maybe that's what I got confused. Maybe he was limited and, and Davis okay. missed. Okay. And uh, uh, In terms of uh, John Brown, um, according to uh, Joe Buscalia of The Athletic, he said the only players that he did not see at practice were Gilliam Williams, uh, Reggie Gilliam, Daryl Williams, and Andre Roberts. So I'm going to take that that John Brown did practice in some capacity. Okay. Chicago has two cornerbacks who missed practice, Buster Screen and Jalen Johnson, and both of the Niners' starting safeties are dealing with injuries. Big surprise. Most injured team I've ever seen. 62nd rankings disputes. We've got some good ones today. Here we go. Uh, Antoine Winfield Limited. Carlton Davis, DNP. Okay, there we go. Thank you for clarifying. My bad. 60-second rankings disputes. We got some good ones. Here we go. DJ Moore is top 20 in non-PPR for both of you guys, but for Heath, Heath, you have him 27th. DJ Moore at Washington in PPR, and Jamie, you have him 12th. Uh, Jamie, I'll give you the first word, top 12 for DJ Moore. I just think he's playing great. Uh, I know this Washington defense is tough, but you know you, you saw what he was able to do coming back last week from his extended absence, or excuse me, one-game absence from being placed on the uh, COVID-19 list. Uh, he scored 19 PPR points in each of his last three games he was able to finish. You know, that's an Azer stat to a certain extent because he left late in yeah. the Minnesota game, but I love it. still did not finish the game. Um, and <laughs> I don't I don't necessarily look at this Washington defense as a, a lockdown secondary. Uh, in their last five games, six receivers have scored at least 14 PPR points against them. So... I think DJ Moore can get to that number. Yeah, I don't want to be the low guy on DJ Moore. Um, <laughs> I'm starting DJ Moore in two different championship games where I have him. Uh, the only thing I would say is I do think he should be a little bit lower in PPR than he is in non. He only has two games since week six with more than four catches. Uh, his catch rate for the season is down quite a bit because they're using him in a different way. But I did move him up, and I've got him 17th now. Oh, so okay. I, I can add one more wide receiver that I uh, kind of feel good about. Okay, great. Uh, well, you can add him to the list along with Nelson Aguilar, who you still have in your top 20. Jamie has outside the top 36 right now. So Heath, you're the high guy on Aguilar. Big difference in the rankings here. Right. Yeah. I Listen, he's got 45 targets over his last five games. And while I do think, like, I believe in this Dolphins defense and their talent, they have given up a ton of points to wide receivers in games over the last five weeks. Uh, Tim Patrick had 16 PPR points against them, both Brashad yeah, Perryman. That's fluky. That was fluky, yeah. Well, that then it's five, there's five fluky weeks in a row. Because Jacoby Myers had seventeen or twenty-three yeah, had PPR fantasy points. 
18, 18, yeah. Yeah. Tyree Kill had 20 plus. Tyler Boyd, another fluky one, had 17 <laughs> no, PPR points. No, he didn't have 20. What are you, where are you looking at this? Am I wrong? I thought he had, did he? Oh, maybe he had rushing totals. He had a 32 yard rushing touchdown. Oh, that's dumb. Okay, fine. He had 79 yards in a touchdown. Like they, 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 they did a good job <laughs> against him. They uh, did a, a, against Tyreek Hill, I'd say anyway. Three catches, 79 yards, and a touchdown on seven targets. I would take that from Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, I, me too, but that was Tyreek Hill. I'm wow. not disagreeing. Okay, I'm not disagreeing with you. Stats. I'm just pointing Eat out. Stats. I like it. Five weeks in a row, <laughs> whether it's fluky or not, the Dolphins have not been good against the other team's number one wide receiver. Okay. By the way, Heath, I looked at the last five receivers who came into the Dolphins game with 45 or more targets over their last five games. Uh-huh. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, JB, not <laughs> as high on Nelson Aguilar. I'm sorry? You're not as high on Nelson Aguilar, not even a top no, 30. No, I, I, I think you got an injured quarterback or a quarterback that's not very consistent in, uh, in Marcus Mariota. And Aguilar has two great games in this stretch of 45 targets and two mediocre games. And I'm going to bank on him being mediocre in this game against this defense that uh, I, I just I believe in them. I, I, I believe in Brian Flores. I believe in this group. I believe in the secondary. Xavier Howard, Xavier Howard is having a great season. So um, I, I'm just not buying Nelson Aguilar this week, despite the fact that the targets have been there for him. So uh, he could obviously score. He's that type of receiver. Uh, you know, I, I, I know Heath usually justifies guys like this as boom or bust. You obviously think he's going to boom. I think he's going to bust. Okay. I mean, I think that's a pretty good way to look at it with Aguilar. And let's talk about Mike Davis. Uh, Heath, I'll give you the first word again. You're the high guy on Mike Davis. You have him as a top 12 running back. Jamie, you have him outside your top 20. So both of you have him as a starter, but obviously in much different ways here. So Heath, uh, Mike Davis against at Washington. Yeah, I think this is probably one where he belongs in the teens in between where the two of us have him. But I do think it's a situation where he's probably going to get 15 touches and he has been good more often than he's been bad. And um, I still expect he's probably going to catch two to three passes. And so I'm probably starting Mike Davis. Jamie? Washington is among the leaders in fewest receptions and touchdowns allowed to running backs. And I know Davis was good early in the season, but lately he's been kind of miserable. Uh, He scored 10 PPR points or less in six of his last seven games without McCaffrey. So he's touchdown dependent at this point. And if he doesn't score, I don't know how good he's going to be. Okay, and uh, Tyler Lockett, last one here. It's just like Aguilar. I, I mean, the rankings are pretty similar. Jamie's got Lockett outside the top 30. Heath has him as a top 20 guy, 17th, I believe. Is that right? Does that feel right? He's right around 20, yeah. Okay. Um, so, Jamie, you're sitting Lockett, number three receiver, anyway. Yeah, I mean, five of his last games with 10 PPR points or less. Last week played out kind of like I thought, you know, four catches, 34 yards on seven targets. Last time he played this team, he had five catches for 66 yards on nine targets. I kind of think that's the ceiling for him at this point, you know, so 11 PPR points would be fine. You know, I don't think that anybody would be like totally upset about that compared to what he gave you last week, but I don't know where the ceiling is at this point because he's not scoring touchdowns anymore. And this defense typically has Russell Wilson's number. So uh, I'd, I'd be concerned about Lockett. All right, Heath, high guy on Lockett. I think I, I think I like Wilson just a little bit more. Um, than everybody else, and I am still mostly in the I'm starting Tyler Lockett range. This has kind of goes back to the Mike Davis thing with the 
full season versus the last month or the last six weeks. And uh, I'm just sticking with Tyler Lockett this week. Okay, who would you start him over? How about DJ Moore or Tyler Lockett? I've got DJ Moore one spot ahead of Lockett. All right, how about some running backs? Um, Jeff, Jeff Wilson, Tyler Lockett. Lockett. I mean, Wilson for me. Uh, Dolphins or, or Cowboys running back or Lockett? Lockett. Miles Gaskin. And probably Lockett over the other guys. So you're Gaskin over Ahmed now? Yes. Okay. Okay. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I mean, I have Ahmed ranked higher right now, but I have like we don't have any any history. I think the only history we go by is that you know Gaskin was their guy, and did he do anything to lose the job? And you think no? I don't. I don't. I don't know. I mean, yeah. you know, I I don't know if you know. And, and this is just total speculation. You know, did he do something to uh, put himself in a position to, you know, uh, contract COVID-19? Oh. You know, I, I haven't seen any reported like that. You know, I'm, I'm just, you know, something like that we don't know of is what I'm getting. Who right backed here. up who in college? Well, Gaskin's older, right? I think so. Yeah, he, he must. Well, he finished in 2018. Let's see. Savan Ahmed finished in 2019. So, yes. So... Maybe they go seniority. We'll see. It could be a situation where they play them both. And, you know, like, like I've been saying all week, you know, it could be like the Buffalo situation where, you know, neither guy stands out above the other and they're both getting basically the same amount of work in different capacities. But, I mean, Miles Gaskin has been good more times than not when he's been the healthy guy. We just have not seen him healthy at the same time. We're almost ready to talk about Jalen Hurts. We are just about there. But first we have to talk about 40 to 60% off everything. I'm at the Express website right now, express.com. Pretty easy to remember. Our gift to you, 40 to 60% off everything. That's what it says. And the prices on Express are already like, wow, these are really good values, great prices. It might be a little bit late to buy someone a Christmas or holiday present or whatever, but it's not. It's really not. It's not too late. This is a great opportunity here. So go out there, get yourself something. They got men's clothing. They got women's clothing. It's so comfortable. This is the new Express. Comfortable and cozy, quality fabrication and designs. Versatile styles. You're going to find anything you need from head to toe, honestly. I got a bunch of dress socks from Express. I love them. They're terrific. Uh, I got... I was wearing my button, one of my two button-down shirts from Express on HQ yesterday. I've got a couple of sweaters. Um, I got a jacket, like a fall, spring, you know, coldish weather, but not super cold weather jacket. And they had so much stuff. The Lux Comfort Knit Collection is awesome. It's like wearing blankets. It's so good. Um, super. They have super soft jeans made with extra stretch and super soft fabric. We've all been so thrilled with our Express clothing. My wife has been like, "Damn, these are really, really nice." And the price, again, is just amazing. You cannot beat it. So get there right now, express.com. It's all new. It's all about you. Check the new holiday styles, the gifts, and the best deals of the season. They got 40 to 60% off everything right now. That is, uh, that is absolutely terrific. Um, all right. So, so express you this holiday. Shop the best deals on new styles and gifts now in stores or online at express.com. All right. The startometer slash confidence-o-meter. For the last three games, we will talk about Heath, Carolina, and Washington. Who are you confidently starting? 
JD McKissick, if there's no Antonio Gibson. Um, Logan Thomas, as long as it's not uh, one of the practice squad quarterbacks. Hmm. McLaurin? No, I'd start DJ Moore over McLaurin for sure. Okay. So we'll call him like a two, three wide receiver, two, two slash three kind of deal. Two slash three. Okay. And then for Carolina, Mike Davis. Oh, wait, where did he Mike that? Davis is a, is a number two running back. Okay. And we've talked about DJ Moore. So he's a start. Um, anything to add, Jamie, or should we move on next game? I like McLaurin a lot this week. I mean, you know, you've, you've seen a pretty consistent pattern of uh, anytime he gets seven or more targets. And I think he's going to get seven plus targets in this game. Um, I like the matchup for him. I think it's uh, it's it's so interesting because you know is Ron Rivera going to try and stick it to his former team? And so, um, you know, I, I like what I saw from him last week with the seven for seventy-seven. Uh, he, he's he hasn't found the end zone, so he's better in PPR than non-PPR. But I think it's going to be a game where he scores. They just you just don't know if they're going to throw like twenty-five times. Um, trying to find their pass attempts. Pass attempts last five games: 25, 27, 46. 3255. <laughs> That's just uh weird. It's 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 winning versus losing. Um yeah, one of the games they won with a bunch of pass attempts that was the Steelers game, but for the most part it is winning versus losing. I assume they're favored in this game. I think they're five point favorites. Yeah. Uh yeah, are, I mean it 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 kind of impacts uh McKissick as well. It does. Absolutely. That's why that's what I mean that's why I was surprised you were that confident in Terry McLaurin. I mean it it um it impacts McKissick obviously a lot more if Gibson's back, but he's their he's their leading rusher right now. That's, he's not their goal. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's only a three point spread currently. Okay, so close uh, game. Tennessee at Green Bay. Is there anyone that we're concerned about, or is this like bonanza time? Oh, this is bonanza worthy. <laughs> Why would you say that? <laughs> I've been so good all year. Uh, okay, yeah, like uh, Corey Davis. It, how about how about Corey Davis? Very good number two receiver, despite a tough matchup. Yeah, he's probably going to see a lot of Jair Alexander, as we heard yesterday from Jacob Gibbs. But uh, what is my Corey Davis stat? He has played in six games in which Ryan Tannehill has thrown thirty or more passes, and he has four one hundred yard games in those six. He has scored fifteen or more PPR fantasy points in five of those six. So that's cool. That's four games with 100 yards out of six when Tannehill's thrown 30 or more passes, and the Packers have allowed only three 100-yard receivers all year. So that's fast, and nobody's sitting A.J. Brown, and, and he won't see a lot of Alexander. But, uh, Heath, do you have any hesitation with Corey Davis? Uh, no, not really. I mean, it's a bit of a FOMO play, I think, that you like. there's some risk, but you don't want to miss out on what the big game is from Corey Davis. Yeah. He got you here. All right, Miami and Las Vegas. Heath, who are you confidently starting in this game? Mm, I don't think there is a Dolphin, no matter who's healthy. So I'm starting Darren Waller for sure. I'm starting Josh Jacobs, and I'm starting Nelson Aguilar as a number two wide receiver. What about Kasiki if he plays, given the state of he tight end? He is a low-end starting tight end. Okay. And he can. you guys don't have Josh Jacobs ranked... Super high this week, if I'm not mistaken, right? He's in the teens, I think. Yeah, I mean he's he's a safe number two running back, but he's he's obviously volume dependent, as we saw last week. You know, I mean he didn't play great last week. He had a 20 yard run that was nice, and I think the three catches are great. But 
I mean, it took 26 carries to get 78 yards, and that's including a 20-yard run. There are three-point underdogs. He has not. Josh Jacobs has not been very good when they've lost. Last week he was good because he got what 25 carries, something like that. 26. In an, 26 in an overtime game, but uh, not been very good when they've lost. And uh, Dolphins' run defense has been great lately when Christian Wilkins Did they have played. the ball in overtime? One possession. Yeah, yeah. I think they went three and out or something like that. Right. Uh, all right, let's go to the games then. And Philadelphia at Dallas. Your stat of the game. 14 wide receivers have had 90 or ninety yards or a touchdown against Dallas in their last nine games. Those are the games they play without Dak. 14 wide receivers in nine games, 90 yards or a touchdown. Will we get 90 yards or a touchdown from an Eagles wide receiver, Jamie? I think you'll get a touchdown. Which one scores, I couldn't tell you. The fact that Jalen Rager is practicing is... Uh, you know, encouraging if you're looking for a flyer, discouraging if you were hoping to maybe pare down some of these options and, and look at Greg Ward, who scored three touchdowns in the three appearances that Jalen Hurts has made. Jeffrey, who scored in one of those games, uh, I believe led them in receiving yards last week or was close to it with 63 yards. Um, uh, Quez Watkins, who's playing more, he scored last week as well. Obviously, I, I wouldn't rule out a Travis Fulgham touchdown, you know, if he's able to get in there too. So it's just, it, this is one of those things where it's like Lamar Jackson, except there's no Marquise Brown, where someone's going to score because the quarterback is going to play well. It's just a matter of who's the player that's going to score. Like I'm in a matchup against Dave where my flex options are terrible, 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 terrible. And I picked up Greg Ward. And so I may play Greg Ward or maybe let me go check. How ironic would it be if I played Jalen Rager against Dave, oh, the guy yeah. that Dave loved in the preseason, <laughs> the guy that Dave thought was going to get over 100 targets. The guy who could come back and, oh, he's available. Oh, wrongly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Heath, um, let's talk about Jalen Hurts. You guys both have him fifth. Dave has him eighth. You would start, the two of you would start Mahomes, Rodgers, and Josh Allen ahead of him. There's a little bit of a difference here with Kyler Murray and Deshaun Watson. Heath, you have Watson ahead of Hurts. Jamie has Hurts one spot ahead of Watson. But talk about Kyler versus Hurts. I'm getting that question a ton. Uh, you're going uh, with Hertz. Jamie has Kyler one spot ahead of Hertz, so very close. Like, legitimately, Patrick Mahomes is the only quarterback that I would definitely say you can't sit for Jalen Hurts. I have Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, Jalen Hurts, Tom Brady, and Kyler Murray, all projected within 1.2 fantasy points, all like within a half a point of a 30-point projection. I love all of them, and I wouldn't argue. Like, it's a five-sided coin. They're all awesome. But, yeah, I would um, – I I like Hurts the fifth most. I can't I, – I, I would imagine, since you have it in front of you, how far off is uh, Lamar Jackson? I was about to ask you that. Like, you guys have Jackson seventh. Uh, J- Dave has him first. And Heath has him eighth. So it's Jamie seventh, Jackson. <laughs> and I was surprised that you had uh, Hertz ahead of Jackson. Jackson has a much tougher matchup, but, I mean, who's stopping Lamar Jackson these days? Um, so, yeah, you want to talk about that, Hertz versus Jackson, Jamie? I mean, I, I love all these guys. Like he said, you know, I, I think there's, there's, there's a very strong case for, uh, you know, several quarterbacks to be number one this week. Um, Hertz being among them, Lamar Jackson being among them. All these, all these guys are in such great spots. Deshaun Watson's in a great spot. You know, I mean, we haven't seen him in a favorable game script in a few weeks now. And so this is an opportunity for that as well for him. So it's a very difficult choice for people that were able to pick up Jalen Hurts either along the way for whatever reason, or in the case, like for me in one championship game to block my opponent. 
And I did it in a league where I have Lamar Jackson and I'm struggling with that decision because again, it's, you know, play with the guy who got you here or go with the guy who looks amazing right now. They both look amazing. You yeah. Know, so it's really tough. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 I just look at where the ceiling lies. And like you said, uh, Lamar Jackson does have a little bit of a tougher matchup they, based on the opponent that he's facing. Um, they both have a ton to play for. I mean, you know, playoffs are on the line for both of these teams as uh, the Eagles have clawed their way back into this. But I just think that there's a, there's a bigger scenario of what we've seen where, hey, the Ravens have built their lead. Go sit down, Lamar. Whereas Jalen Hurts, I think, is playing all four quarters. Okay. Thanks for having no faith in the Giants. Uh, all right, so Jalen Hurts is a start, and Miles you Sanders. Oh gosh, no, hell no. Uh, Miles Sanders is top twelve in non PPR. He's top twelve for Dave and Jamie in PPR. Sixteenth for Heath in PPR. I think it's quite a vote of confidence for Miles Sanders. Now, I did mention Leighton Vander Esch is out. Dallas Cowboys defense is just in a horrible state right now. Uh, but I was a little surprised at how high I saw him in the rankings. Heath, care to comment on that? Uh, he has 18 touches in each of the past two games, and he's playing the Cowboys. And okay. over 90 total yards in each of those two games with Jalen Hurts. And so, Adam, you might be a top 20 running back if you, you told me I was getting 18 touches out of you against the Cowboys. <laughs> okay. Uh, then how about the tight ends for the Eagles? Goddard or Ertz? Who do you like better? Goddard. Still Goddard, but I don't know if you can... Trust, it's the same thing with the receivers, except obviously the tight ends are much better. You know, to, can you trust either one? And I don't know if you if you can. Like, if I have Goddard, I'm not dropping him or trusting, even though I haven't ranked this way. Um, I shouldn't say that. I would. I would pick up Tyler Higby or Austin Hooper uh, and play them over Goddard at this point. But, you know, it that that's the line for me, those two guys. Heath, you co-sign that. Hooper and I am still Higby. starting... Dallas Goddard, like even as disappointing as last week and really the last two weeks have been, he's got 14 targets over those. Even last week when, when Ertz was better, he had more targets and played 73 snaps. So I'm, I'm still starting Dallas Goddard. Okay. Honestly, like Hertz, it's not like he was a bad passer last week. I mean, he wasn't great. He made some bad throws. He also made some very good throws. So you get those targets. There's a good opportunity there. Ertz also got a lot of targets. He only caught, uh, Two of them out of seven, but he's I think Ertz led them in targets, right? Seven targets. He, uh, I think, I think Goddard, Goddard actually had eight. eight. Yeah, Goddard, Goddard had eight. eight. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's go to the Cowboys then. Andy Dalton is a low end starter. Darius Slay is going to play, but that they still they still have a very banged up secondary. So Dalton, let's see, he's about twentieth, twenty twenty one to twenty three in the rankings. He's been around twenty fantasy points for the last five games, and I don't hate him this week if you're starting. Right. Um, and for Z, would you start him over Roethlisberger, by the way, Dalton? Uh, yes, I think so. I don't think I would. Okay. So try to get away from them if they both play. If it's just Pollard, if Zeke doesn't play, how high are you going to have Pollard ranked? Heath? Uh, we, that's how we currently have it ranked. I think I've got him top 10, like right, right around eighth. Um, but we're going to, like, if, if Zeke gets another good practice in today, we're, we're going to have to change that in a big way, but he would be a must-start running back if there was no Elliott. He says he's playing. We have to assume at this point he's playing. You know, like we obviously don't have to make a Thursday decision. So for anybody that had you know those typical dilemmas of do I wait it out or whatever, you don't have to worry about that. Uh, hopefully, with the Friday game, you know, not that anybody is uh, you know starting Alvin Kamara or comparing Alvin Kamara versus a Cowboys running back or Dalvin Cook versus a Cowboys running back. So you don't have, to have that dilemma, but maybe flexes with the Cowboys receivers or. You know, a Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen versus 
Pollard, for example, if you were waiting that out. But I think uh, in terms of at this point, you have to assume Zeke is playing. Okay. And then how do you feel about Cooper, Lamb, and Gallup? Cooper, first game against the Eagles, he was terrible, but that was the Ben DiNucci game. One catch on five targets. Last year against the Lions, Darius Slay, I don't, I don't know how much they saw each other, but three catches for 38 yards. And I've kind of outlined Cooper struggled at times with the better cornerbacks. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and by the way, he's struggling a little bit lately. He's got 51 or fewer yards in three straight games, though he does have two touchdowns. So is Cooper a must-start, Jamie? I think he's a number two wide receiver. Um, there's a few receivers that I don't love this week uh, for a couple of reasons, and he's in that group along with Keenan Allen just with his uncertainty if you're just looking at the rankings and T.Y. Hilton based on matchup. Um, so Cooper's in that, you know, low number two starting receiver range. Um, I do think, and I'm just going to look, uh, the fact that Michael Gallup practiced in full is probably not great for Cooper because we've seen Andy Dalton kind of look for all three of these guys. You know, he's been a little bit different than Dak Prescott where he's, you know, not necessarily just kind of focused his targets or, um, you know, at least early in the season, like we saw from Dak, um, you know, where he was kind of going away from Gallup. So I, I think Cooper's a starter, but I don't think there, you know, to go back to your question, I don't think there's uh, a lot of confidence in Amari Cooper or your a question about the other game. All right. Would you guys start Lockett over any of the Cowboys receivers? Or I know you'd start him over Gallup. How about over Lamb and Cooper? I like the other two guys better. I think I've got it Cooper, Lockett, Lamb. I don't really understand why you guys have Lamb as a. I think you have him as a starter. I've got uh, number th- number three. Yeah, I know he's had like one good game with Andy Dalton, basically. Last yeah, week. I mean, I haven't ranked, and, and and I need to change. I had it ranked as if Gallup was not playing. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah, I don't know that. Like, I think you could say he has had one good game from certain angles. He's he's had. Decent fantasy games, though. I guess he's not ranked that high. I, I'm not, I don't want. And I think he has the same number of targets from Andy Dalton as Amari Cooper. Yeah, I mean he's played he's played the last five games with Dalton, and he's got six plus targets in four of those. Okay. All right. Uh, let's take a quick break here. When we come back, Rams at Seahawks on fantasy football today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Rams at Seahawks. So last time these two teams played, we were pretty excited about Jared Goff, and he threw for over 300 yards but didn't score a touchdown. And that was kind of the start of this stretch for the Seahawks where they've, they haven't they have given up a touchdown to a wide receiver in any of those last six games. Kind of crazy. Um, so Goff is a sit. He's around 20th. Uh, Jamie, I'm assuming... The only thing that makes me nervous about Goff is where this game is being played. Why? Oh, because he's good on the road? Yeah, I mean, he's averaging over 24 fantasy points per game on the road. It makes no sense. I don't buy it. Like, totally. Because two years ago, he was only good at home, you know, so it's just like, or much better at home. Um, and there are no fans, so I don't know. What to say. Okay, anyway. Uh, it's so fluky. 
Daryl Henderson or a Cowboys or Dolphins running back? Henderson. Uh, <laughs> Henderson, but I don't like him. <laughs> and I haven't seen Harry and the Hendersons in a long time. The movie used to be on all great the time. Movie. Yeah, probably not so great, but when you were a kid, you know. Uh, all I right. In my head, this is this is how you know something's sometimes things stick with you. Yeah. Whenever I driving, or I guess wherever, uh, hear a fire engine. You think of Harry? I always think of when he's yelling out the window. <laughs> I, I remember almost nothing about it. Didn't they have like a station wagon? Yep. Yeah, that I remember. Uh, Heath, let's reminisce um, about the days when Cooper Cup was good. And can you start him? And what about Robert Woods? He is a uh, well. Woods, I'm starting as a number low end number one, high end number two wide receiver. Cup is difficult. Um, I think most people are probably going to sit him. I am probably going to start him as a number three wide receiver. Um, he does the yardage has been bad in three of his past four games. But if you look at his fantasy points over his last five games. Like it's 8, 14, 15, 6, and 25. That's a, that's a starting wide receiver. Sure. Uh, Daryl Henderson uh, or Cup? From? Where is he from? I don't know. Is he from Seattle? I believe he's from the Washington area. Uh, his last two games in Seattle. 6 for 90 in a touchdown, 9 for 117 in a touchdown. So you're confident in him? Confident? No. I think you got to look at the body work. But... <laughs> Sometimes these things matter to guys. I don't know what the difference is, but yeah. No, I always podcast I, better when I'm when I'm in Fort Lauderdale. I uh, do think uh, like the body of work statement is important because he's on pace for a ninety catch, like almost eleven hundred yard season. What about the he fact just hasn't that, had the touchdown? What about the fact that they've that Seattle is like smothering wide receivers lately? Like no touchdowns in their last six games, including against the Rams and the Cardinals, and they were okay against McLaurin, seven catches, 77 yards on 12 targets. The the thing about um, that Rams game was interesting because, like you said, Jared Goff played really well in that game, 27 to 37. He did have a fumble. Um, they had three uh, – I don't know how far out they were, but they were certainly in the red zone. Rushing touchdowns in that game. Yeah, always. That's what they do. So annoying. And so – like that, because he was the start of the week that week. I thought Jared Goff's going to have a great game because he was coming off his bye week. I should have factored he was playing at home. I think at that point we didn't realize the the, the dire straits of his uh, his home performances. But um, part of it, I think, for this Seattle defense and the run that they've been on. So you said it started that game? Yeah. And that was a very – it's like, like this is where things – got to sort of dig a little deeper. Um because, like I said, they, they, they played really well in that game. The next game is when Kyler hurt his shoulder in that game. Yeah. And then they got the Eagles with Wentz. Mm-hmm. Bad. The Giants with McCoy. Yeah, I know. I got you. The Jets, the Jets. And, the, and Washington. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I know. Um, they have been a lot better, but they, the competition has certainly been a lot worse. Um, all right, and Tyler Higby is a top 12 tight end. Seattle is horrible, horrible. 57 yards or a touchdown to a tight end in eight of their last 10 games. This, and Higby's coming on lately. Russell Wilson is 14th for Jamie, 15th for Dave, 12th for Heath. It's really Wilson versus Baker Mayfield, Wilson versus uh, Mitchell Trubisky. I think those are very interesting discussions. Jamie, where do you land on that? Um... I like those other guys better. I just think Russell Wilson is not 
playing at a great level for fantasy. You know, it's just, uh, again, the sample size, I know Heath will look at the season long, but the, the sample size of the last, you know, month plus has not been good. And, you know, I, I think Pete Carroll is happy with the way that they're playing. You know, he's been ecstatic, you know, in the media lately about the run game, you know, when asked about it. And so if you just look at what, you know, uh, Wilson's done, he's, what is it? Uh, 16 fantasy points or less than three of his last four. And he's facing a team that allows fewer than fan- 15 fantasy points per game on average to quarterbacks. Right. So Heath, how about you? Those, those streamers, Trubisky, Mayfield, or Wilson? I'm going Trubisky, Wilson, then Mayfield. And I don't feel good about it. I only have Russell Wilson on one team in a final and I'm starting him. Um, but Trubisky and Will- Mayfield weren't either available either. So, Okay. And how do you guys, Chris Carson's pretty interesting. You know, the Rams are giving up the fourth fewest fantasy points to running backs, 3.79 yards per carry to running backs. And that was after kind of a slow start against the run game. So uh, Carson's had mostly tough matchups since coming back. He's been fine. Is he a must-start guy this week, Heath? He's a number two running back. I don't I don't know that I'd call him a must-start, but... He's a probably start. I would start David Johnson over him, for example. Um, I you're starting guys like David Montgomery over him, stuff like that. But I'm probably starting him. How about DeAndre Swift against Tampa Bay or Chris Carson against the Rams? I've got Swift in PPR, Carson none. How about Leonard Fournette? I've got. Carson. Jamie, Fournette or Carson? Fournette. I think Carson, Josh Jacobs, I'll throw DeAndre Swift in there too. I think they're all kind of similar where the matchup isn't easy. You got to like the workload. You got to like what their involvement is is in the passing game, more so for Swift and and Carson than Jacobs. But again, Jacobs, three catches last week, I think helps. But it's not easy. It's not an easy matchup whatsoever. All right. The Rams DST is kind of low end. This week, I think they're kind of around 10th. Yeah, 12th to 10th, 10th to 12th. Uh, so the, the Bills, the Browns, the Bears, the Dolphins, the Cardinals, for most of you, yeah, those are those are pretty much ahead of, of the Rams this week for you guys. All right, Tampa Bay is at Detroit. Detroit has allowed 30 or more points in four straight games. Their defense is completely falling apart. So you guys like Tom Brady quite a bit. He's a top 10 quarterback. He's behind Jalen Hurts, um, you know, but... A really good starter. Would you go with Tom Brady or Ryan Tannehill this week? Brady. Brady. I'm making that decision in the league. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, what do you guys want to say about Leonard Fournette? Boy, this game, <laughs> the Detroit Lions, they've allowed um, 14 or more PPR fantasy points to a running back in 11 of their last 12 games. They're absolutely horrible. Jamie, Leonard, how much confidence do you have in Fournette? A lot. You know, I mean, I, I, as long as Ronald Jones doesn't surprise us and, and play, but at this point, everything that we're you know hearing is that he's not going to play. So, you know, the fact that, you know, Fournette had uh, 17 total touches last week, and I think he's going to probably get a similar workload. Now, he didn't run very well. You know, 14 for 49 is not great, but he scored twice. He's going to be their guy near the goal line. And like you said, this team is absolutely, absolutely miserable. There's actually been seven times this season – we're running back to score twice yeah. against Detroit and would not shock me if he did that again. <laughs> you know, it's just, that's how bad they are. All right. How about Leonard Fournette or Corey Davis? 
For net and non-PPR is the easy choice. In PPR, it's probably close, but I'd still go Davis in PPR. I'd probably go Davis in PPR, Fournette and none. Fournette or Keenan Allen if he plays? Fournette. Can't trust Allen right now. Okay. Um, all right. So start Fournette. And then in terms of the Tampa Bay wide receivers, I know, Heath, you're not loving Chris Godwin. Do you still have Godwin ahead of Antonio Brown? I have them, I think, back-to-back. Oh. I think I may actually have Brown one spot higher. I have... I have Godwin one spot higher currently. Any hesitation, by the way, with Mike Evans? That's the one we don't really talk about that much. I'm starting him. Yeah, like I said, I'm 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 starting all three of these guys to varying degrees. Uh, Brown just outside my top twenty-four, but you know how I feel about receivers. I think there's always going to be like thirty some odd guys that are startable. So you like Brown better than? Uh, well, which Brown do you like better, Marquise or Antonio? I just made that switch. Uh, PPR, I had it ranked that way. Uh, Antonio over Marquise, but I would start now Antonio over Marquise in non-PPR as well. Heath? Marquise over Antonio. How about Rashard Higgins or Antonio Brown? Antonio. Antonio Brown, but that's close. Okay. How about Juju Smith-Schuster or Chris Godwin? Godwin. Godwin. Starter sit Matthew Stafford if he plays, which he will, it seems. Only in 2QB. You want to hear a weird Stafford stat? You know, most quarterbacks, you figure, oh, they'll throw two touchdowns, right? That's like kind of a normal normal number. In his last 10 games, he does not have one game with two touchdowns. He has three with three. He has six with one, and he has one with zero. And that is why I think he has been one of the most difficult quarterbacks to predict because he never throws two touchdowns. He throws one or three. And it's just such a huge swing in his fantasy points. It's it, his off season is going to be one of the more fascinating off seasons because do they part ways with him? If they don't, and he gets Galladay back, he's going to be one of these fantasy quarterbacks that we write off. Yeah, and right. I think can bounce back and play well. If he goes to New England, which I think a lot of people are hoping happens for him and and probably for the Patriots, uh, does he have the chance to still be a good fantasy quarterback? which I think is going to be interesting. So teams are throwing a lot on Tampa Bay lately and scoring a lot of points the quarterbacks are. They're not running the ball that much. And in fact, the, t- the Buccaneers have seen the fewest rush attempts in the NFL. So he's laid out for me with DeAndre Swift. What you're thinking? I, the fact that he's been so involved in the passing game and he's been so good when they've given him the ball makes me more comfortable starting him as a number two running back. He has exactly five targets in four straight games. Uh, we talked about the 50 catch running backs. He missed a month or and didn't play hardly at the beginning of the season. And he needs 11 catches to get to 50. So he's been very, very involved in the passing game. And I'm mostly just starting him. Man, this is such a crappy match. I think they're so good. They've held Kamara, Melvin Gordon, Montgomery, Aaron Jones, Josh Jacobs to less than 30 yards. Um, Kamara in the second meeting had less than 40, fewer than 40 yards. Clyde Edwards either fewer than 40 yards. Um, Dalvin Cook is the only running back with 60 yards. He had 102, but that's just, it's scary, you know? So Fournette or Swift? Fournette. I've got Swift higher right now. Can you imagine getting to your fantasy championship with Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, DeAndre Swift, um, I'm trying to think of other guys just have these brutal matchups that are stars. Yeah, it stinks. 
Um, it's no, it's 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 nerve wracking for sure. Uh, Marvin Jones, we already talked about. He is a start. We like him quite a bit. And even though I gave that weird stat, that weird Azer stat, nobody cares about, which is fine. I don't really care about it either. Who's and, healthy for the Buck secondary? Uh, okay, so are you going to continue to rank him as a must start if Carlton Davis plays? Uh, yes, I probably will. And one thing going back to Swift that, and I just looked this up. To, I mean, you may have said it, and I wasn't listening, but the Buccaneers do allow the most catches to running backs. Yeah, as far as like against pass catching running backs, um, I I don't know about catches, but yards. They since week two, no running back is more than thirty-one receiving yards. So that's in, weird because they're giving up forty yards per game. Because because McCaffrey and Mike Davis had like a hundred yard, hundred and three yards. Kamara had fifty one. Yeah, maybe they give it up. Maybe it's distributed amongst other running backs. But since week two, no running back is more than thirty one receiving yards. Unless yeah, I it was like the Falcons like, backs combined had sixty five oh, last week. Yeah, okay, at sixty five. Yeah, um, nine catches. Keith Smith. Keith Smith. Okay, he might have been the one that I that I missed. Okay. All right. Anyway. All right. Um, Adam takes out fullbacks. TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson must start. Yes. Start him. Okay. And Tampa Bay DST is top 12. They've faced some pretty tough offenses lately. Haven't been great. I don't know. I know they're not that exciting, I suppose. Uh, Minnesota's at New Orleans. This is the Christmas game. I've been waiting for this stat for a while. Uh, This is kind of surprising. There have been 15 wide receivers with seven or more targets against the Saints. I've actually given this step, but it's been like a month. 14 out of 15 have had 73 yards or a touchdown. Seven targets against the Saints, seven or more, you're almost guaranteed to have a good game, which surprised me. Russell Gage is the only exception to that. And actually, in the second game, he did have a good game with seven or more targets, I'm pretty sure. Um, so the question is, will Adam Thielen get <laughs> seven or more targets? Because everybody's starting Justin Jefferson. But Jamie, is Adam Thielen a must-start? I think he's a number two receiver. He's not a top 10 guy. He's touchdown dependent at this point. But it's hard. again, it's, it's like DK Metcalf. It's like Amari Cooper. Uh, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't put those guys in the same category. It, it's like DK Metcalf and, and these other receivers that you look at and say, I can't sit there because the potential is so good. The, the FOMO factor. You know? So wouldn't shock me if Thielen has four catches and two of them are touchdowns. You know, he's just that type of player. I just looked and I haven't projected for seven targets, so I'm moving hey. way up. <laughs> Awesome. Are you starting Cooper or Thielen? Thielen. Oh, Cooper for Heath. How about DeAndre Swift or Adam Thielen? Swift. Uh, Swift. All right, let's stick with the Vikings here. Any interest in Kirk Cousins? On the road in the big spot, no. Nope. Okay. Saints, very, very good defense. Uh, Dalvin Cook is a start. Justin Jefferson is a start. We just talked about Adam Thielen. Um, any interest in Irv Smith? Not this week, no. No. Okay, let's talk about Drew Brees. He did struggle his way to 25 points last week. He also gave way to Taysom Hill for a rushing touchdown. The other stat of the game is that uh, six of the last seven quarterbacks to face the Vikings have scored 19 or fewer fantasy points. It has mostly been against weak competition um, Detroit quarterbacks, Foles, Dalton, Bridgewater, Glennon, Brady only threw 23 passes, scored 19 points. Trubisky only scored only threw 21 passes, but they have obviously gotten a little bit better on defense. So, Jamie, how much confidence do you have in Drew Brees? 
he's a low end starter. You know, he's uh, it, it's not a slam dunk, and I don't know if the ceiling is like thirty points in this game, but I do think you see a pretty consistent track record for him. I think it's now uh, six straight healthy. I'll look it up. Uh, but his his stretch of games um, that he's finished, you know, take out the San Francisco game when he got hurt. Uh, it's like 23 or more fantasy points. Um, mm-hmm. Five straight I have. Five in a row. Yeah. Um, and then his uh, his performance at home, he's averaging over 24 fantasy points per game at home in the games that he's finished, taking out that 49ers game. So I think you just look at those two things. We know he typically is at home. It's it's essentially a, uh, a primetime game for him, you know, in terms of spotlight game. So he's always usually been good in those spots. And I also think they want to get him in the rhythm. You know, they got to get him going uh, after the layoff. So he he got off to a slow start last week. Like you said, he lost the, the touchdown to Taysom Hill. I don't think he's going to have a monster performance, but I do think that if you have him, like I have my quarterback situation in one finals is, uh, is uh, Roethlisberger or Breeze, and that's easy for me to go Breeze. Okay, uh, start Kamara. Who do, you, who do you like better real quick, Kamara or Cook, just for fun? Kamara. Kamara. All right, Emmanuel Sanders. Nobody's got him higher than looks like twenty eighth for Jamie. He's around thirtieth for Dave and Jamie. He's closer to fortieth for Heath. Emmanuel Sanders, seventy six yards. So now let's look at his last four games. Um, it's it's uh, fifty one, fifty six yards, fifty six yards and a touchdown, ninety three yards, one hundred and twenty two yards, and then seventy six yards last week. Uh, feels a little low. Um, feels a little low. What? A little low on Emmanuel Sanders. Oh, you said his last four games. You meant his last four games with Drew Brees and without Michael Thomas. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Azer stats. Azer Thank stats. you. Well, shouldn't shouldn't we count? Isn't that what we should be looking at? No, that's fine. Yeah. I just was I confused looking at the game logs when you were well, reading the numbers. I mean, you've been working with me for how many years? You should know what the Azer stat is going to be. You should. It's that's pretty on impressive you. that I deciphered it that quickly. <laughs> he's actually he's he's averaging over sixteen PPR points in those four games. <laughs> I love it. I think you guys are a little low on him. Not gonna lie, especially you, I, Heath. I don't know. I, I, li- I like a lot of receivers, so I, I think there's an okay. opportunity for him to be a starter. You know, it just depends again what your team looks like. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll move him up a little bit. All right, I start. San- I would start Sanders over Marquise Brown, over Tyler Lockett, over Juju. Would you start him over Chris Carson? Uh, probably not. I was close in PPR. How about Daryl Henderson? Yes, I would. Okay. Ezekiel Elliott or Emmanuel Sanders? Sanders. Heath? Sanders. Starter sit Jared Cook. Uh, I would prefer to sit him, but you know, this is a this is a touchdown spot for him. Okay. And uh yeah, New Orleans DST is a start. San Francisco at Arizona. This is an interesting game. San Francisco at Arizona. Who's the best running back in this game? Kenny Drake. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think Dave's a little nervous about Kenyon Drake. I think we all are. So why not Wilson over him? I'm a little nervous about Jeff Wilson. How come? Yeah, I think you can make a case in non-PPR that Wilson's better. I don't have a problem with that. Um, but in PPR, I think Drake has shown you a good enough sample size over the last month that he, he'll be involved in the passing game. Last week was frustrating. Chase Edmonds played better than him, played more than him, despite the fact that he was banged up all week. If Chase Edmonds doesn't play, that's going to be fantastic for Kendrick. So if you're a Drake fantasy manager, you're hoping for Edmonds to be out. Yeah, you you think 
there will be involvement in the passing game because what I would be a little concerned about is that Kyler Murray is is back to being awesome. He had his second highest A dot last week, and that is not usually a good thing for Kenyon Drake. He did have uh, what did he have three two catches last week? So because Kyler was throwing the ball down the field a little and how bit. How many more. did Edmonds have though? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, he had three catches. No, no, no. If Edmonds is out, yeah, that's great news. But that's if, what I'm saying. Yeah. But if Drake, if Edmonds is in, are we thinking Drake is not going to be that involved in the passing game? I would say two catches is probably what you should expect. Okay. Um, Bethard, I went back, I looked at his five starts. Oh, this was kind of funny. I looked at his five starts from 2018 just to see his tendencies. And Marquise Goodwin came up just kind of naturally in my research. And I was like, oh, what a nice sign that is. That's Dave's lucky player. But he threw a lot to George Kittle. George Kittle was really good. So let's hope Kittle plays. Um, uh, yeah. Heath and I have a fantasy cops question for you. Okay. Say said fantasy player picks up someone to make their lineup illegal. And let's say said player is not IR eligible, but they stash said player on IR and win the championship with an illegal lineup. Should they be allowed to be considered the winner if their lineup is illegal? I mean, I, I guess. I, it's probably up to the commissioner to have caught that before the game started. I don't know. What, what if, if the, the person they're playing is the commissioner? Uh, if you think it was an honest mistake... I don't know. I don't want to answer this question. I know it's Why? not about me, but like I'm very nervous right now. Why are you nervous? I just don't know who did this, and I don't like I don't want to answer. Well, you could infer based on the conversation we were just having. Okay. Well, it's it's either it's one of you two or Dave, obviously. Um, no, I I well, just so make him drop someone. I'm sure he will. Okay. Send a note. I hope it's not the lucky player. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Uh, okay, so anywho, where were we? Where were, I don't even know. Brandon, I, I think you were doing Azer stats about CJ Bethard. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was saying you threw the kid a lot. All right, Brandon Ayuk is a must start, even with Bethard. Yes. Okay. Any interest in Kendrick Bourne? He's on the verge of breaking a Jerry Rice record for I think rookies. Holy cow! Any interest in Kendrick Bourne? We're not interested in Kendra Porn. Richie James is limited in practice. Starter sit George Kittle if he plays. Uh, he'll be a start. Any hesitation with Kyler Murray, or do you think he's back? He's back. I'm starting him. The, the like really good quarterbacks have just killed San Francisco. So let's. Well, he's let's killed them in three games. And they can't defend mobile quarterbacks. They couldn't last year. They've actually been a little bit better lately. Like Josh Allen only had 11 yards, but guess what? He threw like a million touchdowns and he was amazing. Uh, so Kenyon Drake and Jeff Wilson are both, what, around 20th or so in the rankings? I know yeah. Drake is. Who, Wilson, I'm sorry? And Drake. Yeah, they're very close. Okay. Uh, Dan Arnold is a flyer. He has four touchdowns in his last five games. Niners are usually pretty good against tight ends, a little bit worse lately. It's start DeAndre Hopkins, and given that... We saw more downfield passing uh, from Kyler Murray. Do you consider Christian Kirk as a sleeper this week? Mm, I think you can consider him as a sleeper. I don't know if you're going to trust him in your championship week if you haven't been playing him all this time. So, you know, I think he's in that uh, 
dart throw range. Uh, just to go back to Ayuk, he is uh, just a little under 200 yards away from breaking Jerry Rice's 49ers rookie record. Mm, a little, so dab- little dabble, do you? Okay, let's go to Carolina at Washington. How great would it be if he did it this week? Why would it be? To get to a 200 yards receiving. Oh, oh, well, sure, that'd be great. Unless you're playing against them, it wouldn't be so great then. Uh, one thing to know about this game, Carolina has allowed 51 or more yards to a touch to, to a tight end, 51 or more yards or a touchdown to a tight end in eight straight games. So would you start Logan Thomas or George Kittle? I'd start Thomas still, but that's one that would probably kill me at the end of the game if I saw George Kittle play better. <laughs> yeah, I would leave Thomas in as well. Okay. I want to talk, we talked about Mike Davis, DJ Moore. How about Robbie Anderson and Curtis Samuel? How do you feel about them this week? Uh, not great. Would no, you, number threes. I'm. Yeah. I might have to start Robbie Anderson, but they're number threes. Would you start Emmanuel Sanders over them, Samuel and Anderson? Yes. I don't think so. Do you need the Azer stat again? I could, <laughs> I could give you another one. Here's okay. a, here's another one. Okay. Um, Washington allows the second fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. That's not really an Azer stat. Actually, the the stat is Jamie kind of mentioned this. Um, in their last seven games, eh, screw it. I'm not even going to read this. It's just annoying. Okay, you convince me. Yeah. So Sanders over. <laughs> 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 it's just a clunky stat. Basically, they've been kind of hit or miss. They've given up some big games to wide receivers recently. They've also done well, so they've been kind of average. <sighs> um. All right, JD McKissick. I know you probably don't start him in, in non-PPR, although Heath does have him as a starter, and he has gotten 11 and 13 carries in his last two games. But in PPR, you know, how does he compare to DeAndre Swift, Leonard Fournette, guys like that, Heath? I'm mostly starting him over those guys, as long as Antonio Gibson's out. And Jamie? Right now I have him in that range. Um, I'm not comfortable with it, because I do think that if Washington is winning this game, his reception totals come way down. If Washington is losing this game, whoop, his receptions always yeah. go way up, you know. So if they're chasing points, you know, then you're going to be thrilled that you have J.D. McKissick with or without Antonio Gibson. If they're not, I think it's going to be a little bit of a problem for him because he's going to have those empty touches that we don't love because he doesn't get the goal line opportunities. That's Peyton Barber. So you need you need a favorable game script for him and you need, uh, you know, no Antonio Gibson to play. The nice thing for him is that without Gibson, it now appears that his floor is what he gave you against San Francisco last week, two weeks ago, and not what it was against Dallas where he had three touches in the game. Like I think he's probably still going to get you six or seven non-PPR points even in a game they win. What are your expectations for Terry McLaurin? Guess a stat line. Can I just tell you what I projected? Yes. Seven for 70. Uh, I've got him at five for 69. Oh, okay. Very close. And start Logan Thomas. And I think that's pretty much it for this game. I guess I can give you some JD McKissick or Terry McLaurin. I think that's a good one. Um, I would start McLaurin both. It is time for the bonanza. I'm so sorry. Tennessee at Green Bay. And these two teams are two of the three best offenses in football. Kansas City, Tennessee, and Green Bay are top three in yards per play and scoring. And they've all, they're all almost tied in points. They're within two points of each other. 
interestingly enough, in terms of yards per play on defense, they're they're very very similar. But Tennessee has seen the second most plays in the NFL. Green Bay has seen the, the fewest plays in the NFL. So uh, that that is a really interesting kind of uh, look at the way these two teams play. Ryan Tannehill is a start. Tannehill over Wilson, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Ryan Tannehill or... I know Jalen Hurts is ahead of him. So Ryan Tannehill or um, Justin Herbert? Uh, Tannehill. Yeah, I think I, I, I think I'd go with Tannehill. I think I have Herbert actually projected higher, but Tannehill safer. Tannehill or Mayfield Trubisky? Tannehill. Uh, Tannehill. Tannehill or Breeze? Tannehill. Tannehill. Okay, so basically the guys who are starting ahead of him are like the studs, Lamar Jackson will be in there, um, and Jalen Hurts. Okay, start Henry, start Jones, start Brown, start Davis, start Adams, start Tunyon. What do you think about Jonu Smith? We'll start with him, and then we'll go to MVS slash Owl and Lazard. Lazard got a lot of snaps last week. Jonu Smith, Jamie, start or sit? Uh, I would prefer to sit him. Uh, it was nice to see five for 50 last week for him. I think it was on six targets. So he was more involved in the passing game, but they've been, you know, kind of using all three of their tight ends a little too much for my liking. And the Packers for the most part have been good against tight ends. So I prefer to sit John Smith. I would start Austin Hooper. I would start Tyler Higby. I would actually start Cole Komet over him as well. So don't love uh, John Smith. Robert Tunyon, you know what you're getting. You're not getting a ton of yards. He has a touchdown in five straight games. Tennessee, 21st against um, tight ends. They're not not good. Uh, Alan Lazard, is he a decent sleeper this week? I mean, we you know, it's championship week, so I can't imagine too many people are starting Alan Lazard, Heath, but any expectations for him? I mean, I think it's kind of the same with him, and you're just hoping that he gets a long touchdown. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be a cons- like someone you really want to start. Go back to uh, Christian Kirk. Same type of guy. Right, right. All right, so Miami's at Las Vegas here, and we've talked a lot about this game, but Josh Jacobs, you know, you talked about it earlier, Jamie. He's in that DeAndre Swift kind of group, Chris Carson. Um, in, in That's more lo- non-PPR. Swift is, Swift is obviously much better in PPR. In seven losses, he has two games with more than six non-PPR points and two games with more than nine PPR points. You know, you figure it'll be pretty competitive, though. It's a three-point spread, so that bodes well. You should get the carries, but... Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I just he's not a slam dunk. You would you start Fournette over Jacobs? I would. <sighs> would you start? You would start Miles Sanders over him. Let's see who's interesting. That yeah, we like I'll, I'll give you a, a scenario. I'm in a championship where I have Dalvin Cook, Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, and James Robinson. Uh-huh. So had Robinson played, or if he plays. I will probably go back to him over J- over Josh Jacobs, but, but yeah, but not Jeff Wilson. Easy. Not you guys wouldn't start Wilson over him. No, I would still start Josh Jacobs. All right. How about Dobbins or Jacobs? I would start Dobbins over Jacobs in non PPR. I'd start Jacobs. What do you think about Tua this week, Jamie? Or well, let's go to Heath. Sorry, Heath. Uh, there's two of many good quarterbacks to start him. He's a two a quarterback or super flex only, <laughs> but he is like top eighteen. So he's not. He's better like Tua or Cousins. Tua. I start Tua if everybody's back. 
Tua or Rivers? I'd start Tua. Tua. Okay. We love Savan Ahmed if Gaskin were out, but that's not going to be the case. So you're looking at flexes there. And if Devontae Parker plays, start or sit. If Devontae Parker doesn't play, any interest in Lynn Bowden? Jamie. Yes, uh, a lot of interest in Lynn Bowden if there's no Devontae Parker. But if Parker plays, it's like the running back situation. It becomes more clouded because how healthy is he? Uh, how effective will he be if he's out there? And so this defense is bad for the Raiders. You know, I mean, uh, they have a very, very difficult time stopping opposing wide receivers, as we saw. Tyron Johnson and Jalen Guyton, the non-top two receivers for the Chargers, beat them up last week. So it is, uh, it, it is a good spot for Parker. It is a good spot for Bowden if there is no Parker. But I don't think it's a, uh, oh, my God, I have to start Devontae Parker type of scenario. So if you have Parker, he's in that number three fantasy receiver range. Like I would start just to give you, I'd start him over Juju and Tyler Lockett, for example, if he does play, if you get, you want names. I do. I love names. If Devonte Parker plays, would you start him over Gaskin or Ahmed? Uh, I would not. I would start a Gaskin. I think I'd start Parker in full PPR. All right, then Derek Carr or Tua? Tua. Carr. If he remains a full participant all week. All right, we talked about Nelson Aguilar much earlier in the show. He's quite high on Nelson Aguilar. Um, and Darren Waller, you are going to start. So Mike Kosicki, if Mike Kosicki plays, would you start Kosicki or Higby? Kosicki. Yeah, Kosicki. And this is a really cool matchup because Derek Carr does not throw interceptions. He has seven interceptions in 14 games. The Dolphins do basically nothing but intercept passes. The Dolphins I are mean, actually... almost had two going into the matchup there for the season. Who did what? Mahomes had two interceptions oh, on the season yeah. before he played Miami, and then they got three. <laughs> yeah, you know, the Dolphins are actually the lowest. They've allowed the fewest points in the NFL. But per per play, um, they've allowed the 10th most yards per play. That really surprised me. So that's they just a very so Belichick, very Belichick yeah, type defense. It's kind of true. All righty, that's but it for they, t- today's show. They're like, they've given up like the seventh most yards to wide receivers this year. That's wild. That's why you like Aguilar. Okay. Why I like Nelson Aguilar. There you go. It was all fluky, though. (laughs) Uh, Well, Aguilar's probably going to throw an interception or two, knowing the Dolphins. (laughs) Okay, that's it for the Azer stats and uh, for the mostly NFC home games, plus the uh, Friday and Saturday games. Dave and Jamie will have the rest for you on Friday. We will have a mailbag on Saturday. Looking forward to that. Merry Christmas, everybody. And uh, good luck. Good luck. No games tonight. So enjoy Christmas Eve. Thanks again. See ya. Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now.